Welcome to The Catch. A place where people can share their stories of how they were caught to be set free. Where each story points to the big story. The message of the cross. Hey everybody, welcome to The Catch. My name's Cheryl. My name is Ryan and today we have Jasmine Carson. How you doing? I'm well. How are you doing, family? Oh, great, great, great. So, um, you know, I want everybody to know at home that Jasmine is one of my favorite vocalists of all time. My favorite too. Our favorite. <laughs> Thank you. Let me redo that. Let me make sure no, I redo that. That's fine. Our, our, <laughs> Jasmine is one of our favorite vocalists of all time. And I think this is my chance to show her that I can sing background. Like hey. for one day. Let's go. Uh, mm. <laughs> Jasmine, get him. Get him. Can I can you can you drop me in the back? Can I can I get put in the background? Absolutely. <laughs> we need that energy. Ryan and I were talking um, just about how we knew you, and he was like, "You know, she went to Bonaire too." Yeah. And I said, "What?" <laughs> so we all went to Bonaire Middle, representing the Jaguars. The, the, the Jaguars. <laughs> BMS is the best. Please <laughs> back. Hey, the back the Fruitopia machine was in there. Hey, they don't, they don't want to see that. They don't know nothing about that Fruitopia machine. They don't know about that. <laughs> I think all they have is water now. Yeah. Water and Powerade. They, they got to calm, calm them kids down now. So, yeah. <laughs> No, but we are from the same town, um, but we just kind of want to give our listeners a little bit of background of kind of how you grew up. Were you always a Jesus follower? Just tell us a little bit more about that. Okay, so I am from Middle Georgia, uh, Warner Robins particularly. My family is based in Byron, Georgia, uh, but we have spent the last 20-something odd years living in Bonaire. Um, as she stated, I did attend Bonner Middle School. Um, I went to Matt Arthur Elementary School. I also attended Byron Elementary first when we first moved into Matt Arthur, then to Bonner Middle, to Houston County High. And then I ended up taking a scholarship to go to Christian Fellowship Academy, which is now the winning academy where I graduated. Um, have I always been a Jesus follower? In theory, yes. In practice, probably not. <laughs> I gotta say no. Um, I grew up in the church, of course. Um, my experience with Christ has, what I want to say, it has definitely developed over time as it should. But I think then it was kind of like, I'm going to church and I need to love Jesus and know about Jesus because this is what I have to do or I'm going to get in trouble type deal. My mom says, you know, my parents say, get up, let's go to church. You need to be a part of it. You know, you need to sing in the choir. This is before I knew I could be a singer, but you need to go to Sunday school. You need to participate because love Jesus because this is what you're supposed to do. And so not so much. It wasn't until I got older. And I would say probably around 13 or 14, around that age where I really started to understand more about why I needed a personal relationship uh, or why it was important outside of, let me make sure, you know, people think that I'm a good Christian. Like I need to, right. like it was around that time, 13 or 14 years old. It was more about, hey, I think I kind of want to learn about what Jesus and who Jesus really is for me type deal. And beyond, it wasn't until I'll probably say, 
<laughs> now that I actually see the last five years, the value of having a relationship between that 13 and I'm 30 now, like 25 year old span. Mm -hmm. um, I was really spending more time trying to understand who Jesus actually is to me and what he represents. And what I mean by that is growing up, and y'all stop me when I need to be stopped. Mm -hmm. Growing up, I won't say necessarily the um, in the black church or whatever, you know, in the church in general, I will say growing up, a lot of what I learned and understood about Jesus was from a place of do this so you don't go to hell type deal. And it was more so along the lines of these are the things like you have to be this person in order for Jesus to love you type deal. And it wasn't until I began to get older and not even just older, but began to get very candid and honest with Christ as I was going through my life's experiences that I began to really learn what the love of Christ is and how the love of Christ looks and what the love of Christ means to his children. And so um, my relationship for a while, I learned, just to be completely honest, during that stint of time, I learned what to do in order to look and be perceived as a good Christian, quote unquote, to look and to have everybody think that I've got, you know, this relationship. But deep down, there were times where I knew where I was longing. There was a wanting. There was a thirst, you know, not to be super deep, but it really was like, I don't have when I see people worshiping, there would be times where I would see people just really going for it. And I would be like, I don't have that. You know, I don't have this beyond I'm scared, you know, I don't want to fail this test or my boyfriend broke up with me or, you know, I got into a fight with my parents. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't right. have that emotion. What, what I can identify now as it was emotionalism. It wasn't necessarily relationship. I wasn't able to call that until, you know, now. But back then I could still see like, man, unless I'm in trouble, this is routine. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to choir rehearsal. We got Bible study on Wednesday. You know, there's going to be some type of giveaway or a drive that we're going to have to sing it. We're going to go to the nursing home. We're going to Fellowship Bible Baptist. You know, somebody has to preach. It's a revival. You know, just to be honest, this right. is I'm coming to see my friends. You get what I'm saying? Um, yeah. My household, my parents didn't really play a whole lot of that. Everybody coming over, people spending the night. You know, uh, I wasn't going to a lot of people's places. And I won't say they did that, you know, to be mean, but the point is, when I saw my friends and got to hang around my friends, it was at church most of the time. It was school and it was church. And so that was kind of the routine. It wasn't more about if I have an encounter with Christ, great. If I learn something, great. But how does my hair look? How does my outfit look? Is the guy that I like coming? Is my friend coming to church tonight? If they're not there, I'm not even interested. You know, like it was right. that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate your honesty. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, we hey, it's it's easy to try to put on that, you know, the status of, yeah. you know, hey, I'm a Christian, I do this, I do that. Cause I, I definitely get where you're coming from on that. Cause I, you know, I know I me personally, that's how I felt sometimes. Uh being a pastor son. I'm like, man, I'm going to see my friends, man. Like mm -hmm. we go on to see, you know, I want to laugh, I want to see what's gonna happen, you know. One of the things that you said is you notice like other worshipers or somebody worshiping and you're like. I wish I had that. And I think a lot of us that don't sing, maybe I know I don't sing and I've never sing at church, but 
like we look at you and we look at other people and we're just like, oh, they've, they've got it all. I bet, you know, right. cause you don't know personally, you know, but for you to be honest and just admit that that's, I mean, it's awesome. That's real. Yeah. It's real. It's real. I mean, we always looking up because you in the front, you know, <laughs> like ain't nobody looking at me. How I am, you know, we looking at you, yeah. you know, we looking at you singing or something like that. So you just automatically assume, you know, like, that, that you got it, it all together. There, that you yeah. got it all together. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm grateful. I have the Lord has made it where I have been up in the front in that served in that capacity for years. So I would probably say I joined. They let me get in the adult choir before the actual age requirement because of the skill that I had. But like you all are saying, it put me up there really, really young. And mm-hmm. so I'm still learning about myself. I'm still learning, you know, I'm going through the changes as a 13 year old. (laughs) And, you know, it's like, okay, because I don't really know, I'm just going to get up here and, you know, imitate what I see other people doing and what I think it is. And this doesn't say I didn't have the teaching. You know, I had a strong, Mm -hmm. I came from a strong youth ministry. I was, you know, I'm fortunate enough and I thank God for that. I came from great teaching. Um, even the community at the time, and I would still say now, there were great pastors. I'll refer back to fellowship because Ryan is here. You know, like they had strong youth groups. This was like a thing. And even in all of that, I still was like, okay, Jasmine, you just need to do enough so that um, people think you're a good Christian. You don't get set down. You don't embarrass your, you know, your parents. Make sure that you do what you need to do so you can still get up here and sing. And, you know, like right. it was more... Yeah about me than it was about Christ. And so um, the point of it is to, it's interesting when people look and say, you know, hey, you know, we want that, but I was trying to figure it out myself. You know, I was really trying to understand how do I build this relationship or, you know, not understanding that sometimes these people are worshiping from places and experiences that I don't want to have, you know, I don't want, you know, want to experience what they experience to be, you know, where they are. And, And even in that, I used to equate people only worshiping Christ because they been through something, which is not a bad thing. But ultimately, I want to worship Christ out of my love and my reverence for him. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to always be because of, of something he brought me out of, he saved me. You know, he, these things are great, but because you exist, because you are, because you love me, because you, you know, you trust me um, with breath every day. You don't allow me to die. So that means you trust me to do your work in the earth every single day. You know, like I want to worship because from that place versus him doing something for me or bringing me out because what that did was created a fear in a way. It was like, I'm going to have to something very terrible, just to be honest. I used to be like something really bad, you know, it's going to have to happen for me to get to this place of appreciation. Does that make sense? Like, and I didn't, I don't want to worship from that because that was unconsciously creating a fear. Like what's going to happen to me? What's getting ready to happen? You know, something tragic or traumatic has to happen to me in order for me to have that level of relationship or worship or appreciation for Christ. And that's not true. While God is who he is in the bad, God is just good. And even if I just worship him from that statement alone, he's just good. That's okay. You know, so I don't know how we got there, but. No, I'm no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah, I'm telling you. 
<laughs> so I know that we were talking about like that age range between like 13 and 25. So how do you feel like your relationship has grown or what are some things that you have done to just try to make sure that you spend time in God's word and grow in that relationship? Ooh, let me tell you something about life. As long as you live it, it's going to happen, baby. Like right. <laughs> Life. I definitely think as I got older and being able to be what I was on my own, you really start to see. Well, for me, that was when I really began to develop my relationship with Christ. Because when you're on, or when you're on your own, you're left to your own devices in a different way than when you're living with your parents. And so, um, it's integrity. It's about what are you going to do now that nobody's here to monitor or, you know, I don't have that fear. Is somebody going to catch me? It's really about are you going to believe me or not? That's what I will say. When it came to getting my own house and paying for my own bills, and that was the level where it first started resonating with me first. Like it was on the level of, okay, God, I know that I sing about you being a provider. But then when it came down to him really showing me that he's a provider, it came down to Jasmine, okay, either you're going to believe this stuff or you're not. You've got years and years and years invested um, into being a Christian, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, right. you, you've been going to church all these years, you've got all this word, you've got all this teaching, you have all of this access, you know what I'm saying? There's nobody denying you information about Christ. And you're either going to have to believe this thing or not. So it started changing for me there. Like, God, am I going to really believe you to be a provider? Am I going to really believe you to be a sustainer? Am I going to really put myself in a position where I'm going to get quiet before you to answer the question? Like, what did I start doing? Am I going to really take time for my quote unquote busy life to start devoting time with you? My perception of God had to change because I had to be honest and just be like, I, I don't understand. Some of this, I don't understand. Like, I want to understand it. You know, I want to, I don't know if I hear you for real. Like, is that you? Is that my conscience? Is that my neighbor's child outside that I hear talking about? Like, you know? <laughs> like, I had to be honest and um, God loves me so much. He loves us so much that he allowed me to really get to a place to say, Lord, I need... He revealed it to me like, Jasmine, you got to treat this relationship like you treat your relationship with anybody else, you know, like in human form type deal mm -hmm. you gotta right. talk to me. You got to make time for me. You need to learn. We got to learn about each other or I, you need to learn more about me because, of course, he's mm -hmm. got it. He knows me. But, you know, yeah. you need to learn yeah. more about me. So are you setting this time aside? Are you being honest with me in your conversation? I was trying to, like, fake it in front of God. Like, he's not God. He's Jesus. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, break it down like Jasmine you have to stop going before God or approaching God as if he doesn't know you he knows the slimy parts he knows the gritty parts he knows the great parts he knows the parts that needs developing he knows the parts that you can't even put into words but you're frustrated about he knows all of these things that you need to approach him as such and so I just started talking to him like I would talk to my regular friend, and there was a part, you know, that traditional sense, like you need to have reverence and you just can't be going to God any kind of way. But 
I was still like reminding myself, Jasmine, this is still reverencing Christ, you know, just because it's not, oh God, our father, thou, you know, like this right. type of thing. He loves me enough to listen to me where I am. He he wants me to come to him authentically. And so it was the conversation of Jasmine, are you going to believe this? First of all, if you're not going to believe it, then can it already move on to something else? If you believe it, then how do you need to line your life up with that? So I started talking to God and being honest with him like that. I need you to be very clear. I need you to show me who you are in a way that I understand it. Like that became my prayer. I was like, look, man, you're going to have to show like, seriously, I need you to reveal yourself to me in a way that I know it's you. Like, seriously, I don't want to question. I don't want to be in the, you're not a mysterious, I mean, you are, you work in mysterious ways, but you're not out here playing peekaboo with me. Like I need to right. understand that you, that you desire to have a relationship with me. You want to talk to me like you beyond just saying, Oh, he has a plan for me. He knows the plans for me. Like the generic things we say, mm -hmm. I, I started getting very candid with him about what I need so I can understand that it's you. And that helped me out. And he started showing it to me. He started showing me where I wasn't surrendering. He started showing me where I wasn't making time. He started showing me where I was letting my thoughts overpower what the word says. Jasmine, you, here's an example. You are so concerned about when you get up to lead worship about what are you going to say? Let's say for that. That used to be a concern of mine. Like, what am I going to say when I get up here? And I would try to learn the song word for word because I don't want to get up here and just sound stupid and I'm stumbling all over my words. And God was like, you don't study enough. And that's why your anxiety is going through the roof when it comes time for you to get up here and minister. You don't know enough. Ooh, ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, wow, that's rude. But <laughs> <laughs> like, I yeah, that's real. Yeah. To that type of conversation. And, you know, and he talks to me like, Lord, show me yeah. how you talk to me. Show me how you work with me because I keep looking at these people trying to figure, you know, wanting that, but I need to just ask you, God, I know you love me. You care enough to show me how you speak to me. So make it very clear to me that it's you type deal. And so that's how he started talking to Jasmine. You don't know enough about me. You don't study enough. You don't fast. You trying to do your devotion, you know, five minutes before you walk in and you think you got a word. And even if it is a word, you know, it's like you haven't yeah. spent any time with it. You know what I'm saying? And then this is why. So he started talking to me like that. And then there will be days where I'm like, I'm not going to ask God because he's going to tell me. Or, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to do this because I've already decided in my mind, you know, I want to do this today. I want to, before um, I got married, I wanted to go and do married things. And it was like, I'm not trying. And God was honest with me. Like, you shut me out here. It don't matter. You could be doing something you don't have a business doing, and I just put a, a random worship song in your head. And I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that's not just sex related, just anything yeah. that I was not, you know, you you get ready to say something crazy to your mom or you talking, you know what I'm saying? Like your conversation is off, you know, you're being rude and disrespectful and I will see something and just ignore it. I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to talk about it. Or somebody will remind me and I'm ignoring it. You know, I'm looking for excuses and reasons. God just showed himself strong in my request, which was, God, become real to me. 
I need you to become real to me. I need your word to become real to me. I need, you know, your glory to become real to me. Make it where I understand. And that's where it started shifting. And when I yielded to that, God was merciful and kind enough to show me the results of the obedience. You know, that's mm -hmm. another thing. It's like we, I wanted to, I wasn't seeing it, you know, or at least I wasn't unable to, I, I was unable to identify that this is the result of obedience, Jasmine. And he started making it very clear to me. And so I don't always get it right now, but I am <clears throat> more aware and I'm spending more time fasting and I'm spending more time reading the word, not just because I want to look good and I want people, you know, to, I won't say have a reaction, but I want them to have an encounter. Yes, but I need to do it outside of when it comes to my ministry. I need to do it because it's my lifeline. I need to do it because my soul needs it. I need to do it, you know what I'm saying? Because God is who he is and he's full of glory and he's full of wisdom and He's he is the great I am. And if he's giving me access to him, why, why wouldn't you access that, Jasmine, for whatever benefit that it gives you? The, the benefit of knowing Christ, you need to access that. So that became my prayer. God, you become real to me. Make it very clear that this is you. So I can be confident in it. I'm not going to trust something that, you know, I'm already having a hard time trusting something that I can't see. You know what I'm saying? So it, I'm not necessarily making it easy, but make it to where my eyes are open that it's you. And he did that constantly through his word, through songs, um, through prayer, through community, through the relationships that he built, through the opportunities that he was giving me. And so um, I will say he opened my eyes in that way. So, man, <laughs> yeah, but um, but one thing that kind of stayed consistent is that, you know, you wanted to reach for it. You wanted to build that relationship. And, you know, time you start reaching for it, he was right there to hold your hand and walk you through it. Um, you know, you kind of look at it like a like a cell phone, right? Like you got a cell phone and it's and it's there. But, you know, did you activate it? You know, it's is a cell phone. Can you make a call if you never activate it? You got everything there, but all you have to do is activate it. And uh, it sounds like you went and you was like, hey, I've been carrying this phone all the way through. But now it's like, hey, we need to talk. Like now it's time to talk. I need to go and activate. So that's awesome, though. We appreciate that honesty. Yeah, we that's, do appreciate the honesty. Yeah, yeah. And talking about opportunities, um, we did want to mention your new endeavor that you have started. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about Fulfilled Life Coaching and how God led you to that? Absolutely. So Fulfilled Life Coaching is definitely um, God's love and action concerning what he has for me. Um, it started because I think I was reading something. I came across something where it posed the thought, are we actually living a life of fulfillment, basically? You know, or are we doing enough where we are either surviving or it's comfortable? But is it actually a fulfilling type deal? And it really resonated with me because I am a busy person. I like being busy. I have a hard time being still type deal. Um, but I was very busy. And a lot of it wasn't productive. I just was busy type deal. And it was like doing enough. Um, I was willing to do things that I didn't necessarily love. Not anything, you know, like terrible anything, but I didn't really just love it. But it provided me with a level of comfort that I wanted, that I that I settled for, to be honest. You know, it was like, mm -hmm. hey, I sing, I love singing, I'm very passionate about this. And I may not delve as deeply as I can into that because where I am now affords me what I want to do. 
or this job that I have, it's not, you know, the job that I want to retire in, but I'll do it because it provides me a level of comfort type deal. But I really thought about, are you fulfilled, Jasmine? There are things that you are passionate about that will drive you to tears just talking about it. And are you really operating in that? Are you really tapping into all that God has given you so that you can be fulfilled? Do you even know what that looks like type deal? And so that's where Fulfilled Coaching came out of. I really thought about that for myself and identify what does that look like? How do I get that? What's stopping me? You know, what what thought process that, processes am I having that is either hindering or helping me to achieve this? And so that was where that birthed out of. And just over time, I have been coaching for a while, but I just went public with it here mm-hmm. recently, talking to various people or clients, however you want to name them. I have learned that people really are not identifying what a life looks like fulfilled for them. And they don't, sometimes they don't know how, and God has given me the gift and the ability to help people sort through that. Like I can sort through it pretty quickly. And I realize that that's a gift and I have, he gives me, he has given me the ability to talk to people and ask questions in a way that makes them look at their situation differently so they can see the outcome. And so that's really what this is about. I am so motivated to show people that you can have it. Like it is possible for you to live, even if it's not your whole life, if it's just a particular area that you know is not bringing you the fulfillment that God has placed in you, you know, that desire is still not quite there. Let's see how we can talk about it. Let's see how we can uh, achieve that. Because sometimes I used to be very, um, I could be very critical of myself and of others. And God had to show me through this that Jasmine, everybody doesn't think the way that you think and everybody doesn't respond the way um, to situations, the way that you respond to them and vice versa. That's not always a good thing. And that's, you know, sometimes that was a bad thing for me, but he's like, if I'm giving you this ability to help people in this way, then help them because you can have it. It makes me excited. Like you really can experience this. And sometimes it just takes, getting more clear, asking for help and having someone guide you and, and open your eyes to certain things to see that you can have it. So yeah, that's the long answer. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I know our cool. study right now is on abilities and just when we're reading it, we're just really hoping like it's resonating with us, but I can tell where you probably get a lot of <laughs> fulfillment helping others because yeah. all of us have different abilities and skills and talents that God's given us. And so for you to be able to help others with that, that's awesome. Yeah, that We're is. definitely going to leave your info in our description below in case anyone wants to contact you. So yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Now do I have a purpose in being a singer headlining somewhere? <laughs> I, I think that's my true calling. I think it is. I, I think I was meant to be a singer, but I, I, I can't sing. <laughs> we're going to talk through it you know you have to answer that question i can't answer that question. yeah i need i need a vocal transmitter <laughs> Did they, is, that, is that possible actually yes there's so much technology out that can um <laughs> like who you want to sound like but definitely yeah, i need a deeper voice to start with ever since yeah. we got these jasmine he thinks he's like supposed to sing because like a mic is in front of him yeah and it, i'm like oh wow it's like it's like i spent all this time in church and every time like the mic be up at the like you know in, in the pulpit and i just go up there and grab it and just start acting like i'm singing or preaching or something it was funny. Yeah. so He's anytime i see him RJ to learn how to play the piano so you can like back them up yeah so. <laughs> 
I'm going on tour in one way or the other, yeah. some, some hey, kind of way. Explore that. There might be an avenue for you. Let's talk about it. <laughs> but one of the things that we do like to ask is if there's anything, an encouraging word that you would like to give our listeners, anything you would like to say? Um, what I would like to say is that start the day affirming and recognizing that God loves you. And that there's nothing that you can do to separate yourself from his love. And he's so kind enough to expose you to his love every day in the smallest and the largest of ways. So make sure you take that time to recognize his love and love him back. Don't overcomplicate God. He's not a complicated God. So ask the Lord how he's going to reveal himself to you or to show himself and make himself very clear that it's him and then trust that but he loves you and every day he's using every moment to show you that he does so yeah that's what i want simple good. and strong yeah simple like, and strong yeah, yeah yeah but if you are listening right now and you would like to know more about jesus we are going to leave links in the description below just so you can get to know him more or get to know the steps of how to start a relationship with him and we just really appreciate you for listening to us. And thank you, Jasmine, for coming on the catch. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, we really appreciate you. I'm so blessed by this. Thank you um, for even saying yes to this platform, uh, regardless of whether I'm involved or not, because God is going to be God. And that's the thing. And I, I, for whatever reason, I feel like I'm such I'm so big that my mishaps can stop God from being God. That makes zero sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, he loves you and he has a plan for y'all. I'm super proud of you. And um, you all have my support again and again. Um, and I pray that God continues to reward you all for your yes, that he protects y'all, that he keeps y'all, and that he provides for you all. Um, rest in his ability to be God in your life, y'all. Like, And we appreciate that. Thank you. And thanks for listening. We love you guys. Peace.